Welcome to Try Not to Overthink It. I'm RJ. I'm Unique. Every day, just like you, we find ourselves trying to make sense of this crazy thing that we call life. As peers in the healthcare profession, we find ourselves discussing and debating many different topics. After many heated debates, we decided to both expand on these topics and give them to you from our viewpoints as licensed therapists and social workers. If this is your first time here, we'd like to thank you for checking us out, and we hope that you'll stay and become part of the tribe and participate in the conversations. So today we are going to talk about something that is exceedingly important as an adult, and that is accountability. Mm -hmm. Accountability is critical for both performance and innovation because we all need things that can guide us and will help us keep on track. Um, it can be both internal and external. Accountability assists us at performing at our peak performance um, because we generally want to hold true to our commitments and it reminds us of what those commitments are. Um, when a sense of responsibility as well as clear defined expectations are lacking or absent, that's when our pride, um, I found that our fears, our doubts, our, our biases, and our inclinations to be self-serving lead to us exhibiting dishonest and dishonorable tendencies. In today's society, we're seeing that a lot, um, where people are not accountable to anyone or even themselves, which leads them into doing things that they have no business doing. Uh -huh. So I felt that it was important that we talk about that today. So um, for me, I am a person that is huge on accountability, um, accountability to myself, as well as to, you know, the Lord and Savior that I pray to every day. Um, uh -huh. I try to make sure that I am holding true to the, the, the things that my parents instilled in me, the character, uh, the honesty, the integrity that my parents instilled in me. So regardless if someone is standing over me or not, um, the accountability of being accountable to myself and my morals and my values is what keeps me in line and keeps me from doing things that, that are out of pocket for myself. Um, I, yeah. I think I agree with you on that. But what you talk about is this um, loyalty to something that's bigger than yourself. I think in order to be accountable, there is a layer of you that is just not only answering to you. It's like I'm answering to my lineage, my ancestry, um, to my governing body, to my the thing that guides, you know, the thing that guides me, the the community that I come from, you know, I think just it's a saying that says, you know, I put on for my city, but that's a level of accountability that I can't get out here and show out because I represent something other than myself. And I think a lot of times this lack of accountability that we're seeing in our community is because people don't want to be attached to anything. I'm an individual. I, I you know, I move on my own. I, I do things my own way. But one of our teachers said it best, no man it lives in a vacuum. Like you don't operate in a space in this closed that we think we operate in. No, you operate in a community, you operate in family systems, you operate in a larger network, um, you operate in a chain. Like when you do something, it's a chain of events. It affects mm -hmm. people, whether you want it to or not. And so that level of accountability has to be there. You have to say, I am a part of the food chain somehow. Whether yeah. I am the eater or I'm the person who was getting eaten, I'm a part of that. And I got to know how to get in there, play my role and, and do my part. Right. I can't look to point a finger on the next person. Well, they didn't do it. So that's why I didn't do it. No, it don't quite work that way. But but a lot of people think that it does work that way. But, you know, like we've talked about this in previous episodes about seeing what right looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, accountability is cultivated in an ecosystem or an environment in which it's consistently exhibited because we mm -hmm. tend to do the things that we see. So yeah. when you see people being you know, accountable where they do what they're supposed to do regardless. They do what they're responsible for. They're constantly trying to, you know, make sure that they're staying with inside of their right and left limits. You tend to do that as well because that's what you mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of us, we, we're starting to see where that's not even exhibited at home. Mm 
-hmm. It's not exhibited at home um, because it then goes into the conversation of nature versus nurture, where Mm -hmm. does your environment play a part in who you who you are and what your beliefs are or the people that raised you? And when you see, you know, like for me, my parents, I always go back to my parents because I do the things that I do. I act the way that I act because of my parents. You know, my parents instilled certain things in me, which is why I, I do them now. I believe the way that I believe because of the things that my parents put into me. So because my parents also demonstrated that because it's a different thing to, you know, do as I say and not as I do, mm-hmm. you know, that, that doesn't work anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. It doesn't work. People are more likely to do right when they see you doing right. Not just you tell them telling you to do right, but when they see you walk it out and talk it out, people tend to follow that lead. And so mm-hmm. when you don't see that, when you don't see that from anybody around you, rather that you be your mom, your dad, um, somebody, you know, an uncle, you know, a big brother or a big sister or somebody that you're really close to, you don't see them moving with any type of accountability. You're less likely to do it as well. Mm-hmm. But I think because see the argument, age old argument has been nature versus nurture. But I think the answer is it nature or is it nurture? The answer is yes. It's both of them. Because what we learn in our home with nature, what, what we see, what is ingrained in us, what becomes our second nature, I think there's this level of cognitive dissonance when we go out into the world and it's challenged, right? That That's yeah. what cognitive dissonance is. It's a challenge between what you've been taught versus what is displayed. And so when you say, okay, you match up, well, this is what I learned at home. And when I take these same principles and I put them out in the big wide world, if they are challenged or if they come up against something that doesn't feel right, then there's this t- this fight like, well, was what I taught at home, was that actually right? Or is what my community is showing me is right? And I think there has to be this layer of, you know, fidelity and accountability that is had when we're teaching accountability at home the community that you are a part of, it is built up with a bunch of families. Mm-hmm. And every family might have a different way of displaying it, but there are going to be some core foundations yep. that you're going to find in every house. Oh, right? yeah, for sure. It don't matter how you identify your racial makeup. There are just some core values that carry over. And with those core values, it comes an offspring of other behaviors. So that nature part says, because you're attached to me, we do things this way. Mm-hmm. And the, the nurture part says, because you do things this way, you'll go far. Yeah. Or you won't. Yeah. Right. I think the generation that we have now wants to have just the nurture and not the nature. Yeah. Right. I want you to accept me with what I deem as acceptable. acceptable. Behavior. Excuse and, me. And that's not how that works. You can't you cannot introduce yourself into a, an already operating system or a flowing system and then expect them to accommodate to, to you. Yeah. I mean, that's not how that works. It's con- that's paradoxical. And I think that for a lot of us, you know, for me as an adult, I felt like things kind of turned the corner for myself when I started to realize that everything I do is based on the choices that I make. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every choice that I make, not my parents' choice, not my mm-hmm, past, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. the weather, not the government, the choices oh. I make are what put me in certain spots. I have to take responsibility for those choices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good, bad, or indifferent. Stand yeah. toes down on those choices. Yeah. And when yeah. you when you are when you move with that type of thought process, you start to you start to make better decisions because you mm-hmm. now you now may not be held accountable to anybody externally, but you're holding yourself internally accountable. Mm-hmm. Because for me, as a as a single man with with no wife and no kids, I'm not responsible for anybody except for me. Mm-hmm. He's looking. He's looking though. Yeah, I'm looking though. So I mean, <laughs> you know. You gotta, if you love Jesus for you yourself, he's looking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, for me, because it's just me, now it's different when you have a family because now I'm accountable to not just myself, but right. the rest of my tribe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for, for a lot of us, we, we want to blame 
external things. Oh, well, the government didn't want me to have it. Or even I've even had some people tell me, you know, God didn't want me to have that. That's why I didn't get it. And I'm like, we're not even going, we're not even going to blame that on God. You know, there are things that intrinsically that you could have said or you could have done differently that would have allowed you to receive that blessing. Mm-hmm. But because you were moving in a certain way, you were thinking a certain way or you were acting a certain way that the door to that blessing was closed to you. So you can't blame that on God. You got to mm-hmm. assume responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I said, I was one of those people where I want to blame everybody else for my problems. But when I started to take accountability and responsibility for the things that I was saying and the things that I was doing, I turned the corner. I leveled up, you know, because then I started to, I started to stop and process what I would say before I said it. Mm. I was starting to think about what my behaviors were that were causing certain problems, regardless of whoever it was I was interacting with, I was having the same problems. So Mm -hmm. at that point I had to do a little math there, different people, same, same, same outcome, common denominator is me. So it's either something I said or something I did or the way that I carry myself that is causing certain problems. So by being able to do the math and and being able to sit down and have that honest conversation with myself, because you can lie to everybody else, but you can't lie to yourself. You and God. By by sitting down and having some some silent reflection with myself and then also praying about it, you know, it allowed me, like I said, to turn the corner. And level up, you know, so mm-hmm. I start, I stopped being my own way because that that's, that's the biggest thing about not being accountable to anybody or anything is the fact that you are your own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, when, when you are not having that inward look and you're always looking outwardly, right. With that blame factor, well, my mama didn't have it. Okay. So you got to You got to not have it because your mama didn't have it. Well, I didn't have a daddy. So you never going to look for that, you know, paternal figure in your life. Well, we always lived in the hood. So that's where you're going to stay. That's where you're going to die in the hood. Uh, we, we never nobody in my family got anything higher than this. And so that's the story you want. Or one of the things I think that burns me up is when people say this is who I am. You got to deal with it. No, no, I don't gotta deal with it. You gotta deal with it. Nah, the one where people you say you gotta oh, deal with that. Ain't nobody in my family has ever gone to college, so I don't need to go to college. When people recognize accountability is not a hindrance, but it is actually the most powerful thing you can have, the most powerful tool you can have in your personal toolbox of characteristics or your just character building, when you're able to say my destiny is literally defined by my capabilities. If I'm capable of it, then I can achieve it. Oh yeah, for sure. If I'm capable of changing my attitude, I can achieve greater success. If I'm capable of learning this information, if I'm capable of dreaming up this operation, if I'm capable of saving this money, if I'm capable of applying for this job, if I'm capable of going to school not not if i've never if i've ever done it because you're not going to not know do a lot of things you don't know until you know but the when you say i have the capability of like that opens up the world for you i was talking to my best friend today and she's a social worker she was just like you know one of the things she regrets with just her upbringing was the fact that she wasn't exposed to a lot of different education choices you know, in black communities, oftentimes we hear about the doctor, lawyer, teacher, um, the nurse, you know, somebody in the medical profession, but it's rare that you hear of an accountant. You know, it's rare that you hear of someone who's selling life insurance, term life insurance, uh, a stockbroker. You just don't hear about stuff like that. And so she says she went to school with the idea of I have to be these limited this limited version of what I've always known. So we're talking about knowledge versus capability. And so when she said, okay, that was my knowledge. Now she's in the field and she says, but I'm capable of so much more. Mm-hmm. So she's worked in the field now for about 10 years. So I think we've, we've been in our field for about 10, 11 years. And so mm-hmm. she's been in the field for about 10, 11 years. And she's just like, I'm capable of so much more than this. I didn't, this is what I know. I know social work. I know about these professions. But now that I've 
gain more knowledge and I realized that my capabilities are greater. But had she imagined her capabilities signing up freshman year said, now nah, I'm capable of learning anything I want to learn. My success, her success would have been infinite, infinite because Ah oh, no, I can learn this. I can do that. I can do this. This door is literally going to open for me. When we take that accountability that I, I can do whatever I decide to, how I decide to do, I can level up as high as I want to if I determine it's up to me. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that there will not be challenges? Or struggles. No. Or struggles. No, I am a black woman in America. I know I'm not blind. I'm not stupid. Yes, there are challenges. There are obstacles. There are systems in place to try to prevent. But people have prevailed those systems. Why? Because of their it's up to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not looking for you to put me there. I'm going to do what I need to to get there. In order to play the game, you got to play the game. You can't, you can't, you can't hit shots you never take. And I think that for a lot of what people have to understand is that, you know, personal accountability requires mindfulness, Mm -hmm. acceptance and honesty, as well as courage. For Mm -hmm. a lot of us, we only know what we know. And so because we only know what we know, we're not, we're too afraid to step out of what we know to, Mm. to do something different. Mm-hmm. You know, because you think you you think about it as as we've gotten as we progress through our lives, every new experience has come with some level of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Learning oh, how to ride, absolutely. learning how to ride a bicycle, you're afraid you're gonna fall off. Listen, the baby, look, learning how to walk. My mom said I used to hold myself like this. <laughs> she said, Gemma, I was holding. I don't know what I was holding, but she said I would just hold myself because I was afraid to fall mm-hmm. as a baby. Nobody taught me to hold my chest. But but that's something like the thing about it though is like when we were when we were children, very small children, there we had no fear. Because we that that was something that was taught to us. Mm-hmm. As a child, you're ignorant. You don't you don't know what you don't know. You don't know that you're not supposed to eat off the floor. You don't know that bugs and spiders and snakes mm-hmm. that you're not supposed to pick them up and put them in your mouth. But yeah, you know, I you that. that's I knew that. When God dropped me from heaven, I felt like I knew that was was not for me. That was not for me. But, you know, fear is something that's taught to us. Apprehension is something that's taught to us. Weariness is something that's taught to us. And so we have to, um, a lot of these issues that we have, especially like when it comes to accountability and assuming our role as who we're supposed to be stepping into our purpose. Who are people supposed to be in our life? Yeah. There's going to be some things that we're going to have to unlearn. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some growing that that's going to occur because Mm -hmm. honesty saves everyone's time. And I mean, for me, that's why like I lead with that. I let you know right off the bat who I am and what I stand for and and what I'm not going for right off the Mm -hmm. bat. So you can decide at that point, if this is what you want to do. But see, that, that comes from a place of knowing you, though. I think because that honesty, it goes back to what you were saying about honesty. The, the first person you have to be honest with is yourself. Mm-hmm. My husband says, you know, all the time, to thine own self be true. And I know he's not the originator of that. But it's true. Like, how are you going to expect other people to understand, to know, to value you, to have this 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 put a place on you and you don't even know you right you don't know what you expect from yourself and you're trying to tell somebody else well i expect you to do this i expect you to show up with that being said if you have those expectations and you don't know yourself the person will give you exactly what you want and you won't recognize it well the thing is we teach people how to treat us yep i had that conversation with dr yedla and uh the nurse that we work with uh, the other, uh, maybe a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. I was like, you teach people how to treat you. Oh, yeah. So when people see you move a certain way, they tend to recognize that what what you will and will not accept. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, when they see that you are honest, you're steadfast, you're consistently yeah. consistent, Yeah. they know that, hey, certain, certain wishy-washy things ain't going to jive with you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you're all over the place, they, they recognize that you're all over the place. And so they, well, they don't know all how to- yeah, they don't know how to how to place you. Like, well, they they know how to they know how to they know how to place you. Me. 
Yeah. That, you that's, all over the, I'm going to just, I'm going to do what's comfortable for me then. Exactly. People will be uncomfortable. If you are steadfast and stable, people will do uncomfortable things for them because I can trust that this is going to be for you, which in exactly. turn will make them feel comfortable because mm, this might not be how I would do this, but I know it's going to hit like this every time for them. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to give it to them this way every time. But when you move in in a way that it's just like, oh, yo, I don't even know. I'm going to do what feels comfortable comfortable for me because that's how the brain works. Be comfortable first. Well, that, that's just that that's just us as human beings. We tend mm-hmm. to travel the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. Whatever is easiest for us is what we're going to do. Oh, and in 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 going and elevating to the next level and turning that corner and stepping into your purpose, there's going to be some things that you're going to have to be uncomfortable with. You're going to have to outgrow your past self. Listen, I told my child this today. So my daughter is very outspoken, um, sometimes to the detriment. And so we are sitting at church and my child not just talk, talking to me, she points to the person next to her and was just like, mommy, this girl digs up her nose, scratches her butt, and wants to touch people. And I don't want to stand next to her. <laughs> Being the sweet, loving angel that I am, I, I, was, I didn't this time. I maintained my composure and told my child, that's a bit disrespectful given the person's right here, right? We're trying to teach her to say the truth with grace. And so we got, we went outside and I had the conversation with her. I said, well, um, sometimes in life, we are going to be uncomfortable, but we're, we're accountable for us. I said, so you can't control this little girl. You can't control her digging in her nose and scratching her booty, but you can tell her, please don't touch me. You can decide how close y'all shoulders touch. Like, nah, sis, we're not going to touch shoulders. Uh, but I, I don't mind standing here. We're not going to touch shoulders. You're accountable for your actions. You're not accountable for hers, but you're accountable for yours. I said, now, just because someone else does something does not give you, and you're uncomfortable, does not give you license to then be nasty to them. No, no, no. That's not what we're going to do. Now, what we can do, because she had to sing, I said, you can not sing, or you, I mean, like, there are several options. You could get it together, because you're going to stand right there next to her and be uncomfortable for a little while and control what you can control, or you don't have to sing at all. That's your option. And I think it's important to use these little lessons right now while my child is little. So that she can understand when she gets older, you're going to go through uncomfortable things. I'm not always going to remove you. God is not always going to remove you. You may not always be able to remove yourself. But 100% of the time, you get to decide how you respond. Yep, to you the sure level do. Of discomfort. You get to decide how long the discomfort lasts. Right? Because discomfort is a thought. Mm-hmm. It, well, it comes from a thought. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. And mm-hmm. so the feeling says, I feel uncomfortable. But when you change your thinking, your feelings change and your behaviors change, right? Cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy. When I talk to my daughter about if you focus on what you can control, then you're not you're not shunning this little girl. So mm-hmm. when we got back into the church, she was just like, well, I got to sing next to her. But her countenance had changed. Her behavior was totally different because I... Stop thinking that you can control her. Yeah, so many times, so many times in our adult life, that lack of accountability comes because we're trying to control the other person. Control what you can control. Yep. You. you the can. discomfort lies with you. You're dis, You're uncomfortable. That other person's not. So you mm-hmm. got to do whatever you need to do to be comfortable. All right. Well, I can't change the situation. I can't change the person, but I get to change how I think about it and how I respond to it. And how you will let it affect you. Yeah, I, I have that very same conversation with my clients all the time. Focus yep. on what you can control. You can't control that. You're stressing about things that are outside of your control. It's hot outside. No amount of you stressing about how hot it is is going to make it be cooler. Cooler. Right. The best the best thing you can do is, you know, maybe wear a, 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 a T-shirt instead of a long sleeve shirt. 
It's, it's cold outside. Well, you can't control how cold it is outside, but you can go put a coat on. You can go in the house. Yeah, you can go in the house. You can go put a coat on, put hat and gloves on. I mean, yeah. you can bundle up. There's different things that you can do to address the fact that things aren't the way that you want them to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those are things that, you know, those are lessons that, like, I can say that those are lessons that we received as children. Yeah. Like what you're doing with your child. You you are teaching her now at an early age where she's able to receive it. Mm-hmm. Versus when you're an adult and you're set in your ways, mm-hmm. you're, you're less likely and less willing to receive things at that point. Mm-hmm. Normally, normally you're willing to receive things when you when you hit your head into hit your head really hard, mm-hmm. you know, or God put something on your heart for you to be willing to receive and do a complete 180 of your Usually behaviors. Usually not, because God, he understands humans yeah. are hard-headed, and so he mm-hmm. like a... Hard head makes for a soft bond, and so Listen. a lot of times, a lot of times, sometimes for most of us, it normally takes us going through that. And, I've been, I will, and I was one of those people. I was one of those people where, you know, my pride and my ego would get in the way of things, and mm-hmm. I thought I had all the answers. I thought I had yeah. all the answers. I knew everything. You couldn't tell me nothing, and it wasn't until, like I said, you know, I started missing out certain opportunities. Certain mm-hmm. things didn't go the way that I wanted them to. Yeah. I had to kind of take a step back and, and reevaluate some things like, holy crap, it's not everybody else is me. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, when you are constantly always blaming other other things like, you know, my parents or the neighborhood or the government or society or mm-hmm. culture or the time I live in or the city I live in. You are giving away the power to change your 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 yeah. situation. Yeah. You really are. One hundred percent. And I think that for a lot of people, they don't really understand that. And I've said that in previous episodes where there's always a better way to do things. Mm-hmm. I don't care. No, I don't care what you did. There's always a better way. Yeah. You know, yeah. for me, I'm a very thoughtful person. I will sit down, like especially if it's something serious. If it's something serious. I will sit down and replay the conversation in my head to figure out, could I have said things a little bit better? Could I have done things a little bit better? Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm a person that always likes to build upon lessons learned. Mm -hmm. I don't like to repeat the same mistake more than once. Mm -hmm. I don't like to have the same problem more than once, you know, by preparing for the problem that's in front of me today. When I see it again, it don't shake me. It don't cause me to pause the next time. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, I mean, it shouldn't, but I think that comes from we talked about this earlier in the episode that introspection where you mm-hmm. are able to look at the you that you play, the, the part that you play in that. If you're not taking an account for the part that you play, then you'll always look for the external features to say, well, this is why the, this is why the problem didn't work. You know, the, the numbers were wrong. Um, the paper that it was on, it, no, 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 no. I have to put me in that too. Mm-hmm. I'm not excluded from that equation. The yep. reason why math ain't mathing is because I didn't math it right. Yep. It don't mean that there was something else in the problem. No one said that there weren't other factors in the problem, but you are a part of said problem. Exactly. I think that was something that, you know, being newly married, I had to realize. I am solely responsible. I'm 100% responsible for my happiness in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Can my husband contribute to that? Absolutely. He can. Can he make it more difficult for me to choose happiness? Yeah. But whether I'm happy or not is 100% up to me because no matter what he does, I get to choose how I respond to that. I get to choose what, how, how I'm going to feel about whatever happened. Mm-hmm. And the sooner I realize that, is it, is it, am I perfect? No. Okay. I don't do it every day. But a good 80% of the time, I remind myself, bro, you, it's on you. How, how you navigate through this thing, you having a great marriage, it's, it's on you. It's 100% mm-hmm. on you. Him having a great marriage, it's 100% on him. And when we bring those 100% together, then we have an awesome marriage. We have an awesome partnership because we both have the understanding. I, I contribute to this. And I can contribute negatively or positively. But mm-hmm. the outcome of this bad boy is 100% on me. So if I leave this thing saying I had a horrible marriage, well, what did I do to contribute to that? Mm-hmm. What, what did I pour in to give this experience that, 
right? Did I give the effort that would have given the marriage that I wanted? Mm-hmm. Does that mean it's going to be a perfect marriage? No, I didn't say that. It's not because we're imperfect people. But I do think that the effort amidst all of our humanity, we are able to say, you know what? I, I was able to recognize that this person gave 100% effort because I gave mine. And I saw that. Sometimes, my mother used to always say this, sometimes your effort will not equal an A, but you should always give your best. Mm-hmm. Your best might be a C. Yeah. But you gave it 100%. And I, I am okay saying, you know what? I give my marriage 100% effort every day. Will it always equal an A? Will it always be a comfortable environment? No. But does it have to be miserable? Never. I can I can choose to have a great marriage every day. Mm-hmm. And and what I like about what you said is that's transferable to all parts of your life, mm-hmm. not just being married, but working, uh, going to school. You know, because one of the things that, you know, my coworkers always laugh at is the way I answer the phone when people call. I'm ready for it. Give it here. Give me so here. when people when people call, I'm like, it's a wonderful day to work, you know, and then I insert the place that we work at. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, they, they always laugh, you know, whenever I answer the phone like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. a wonderful day to work here. You know, this is RJ speaking. How may I help you? And they always laugh. Why do you always say that? I said, because one, it conveys positivity. And then the other person, no matter how ugly they are, they are wanting to be, mm-hmm. I can feel that the energy shifts yeah. Oh, yeah. because, because, because nobody wants to be the jerk or the a-hole by themselves. So they, it's hard they, to be. It, it is, you can't argue by yourself. And no. so when, when someone answers the phone like that for you, you immediately like, oh man, I can't go in on this person. Right. Like, <gasps> well, let me talk to somebody else. <laughs> well, um, I have an issue. Are you going to handle the issue or do I need to call back? Yeah. Now, what I put into that interaction is normally what I get out of it. You know, Mm -hmm. when I, when I lead with, when I lead with positivity and, you know, with respect and calm and happiness, guess what? People give me that back in return. Mm -hmm. They could have been Mm -hmm. having the worst day ever and they about to unload on whoever answers the phone. But me answering the phone like that, taking accountability for this, this is, I need to make this person the most important person, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. world, in this moment, guess mm-hmm. what? They respond completely different. Yeah. And we have the ability to do that in our lives by being able to just accept responsibility for how we respond to things and how we interact with things. Some things are going to be outside of your control. They still going to be that way. Yeah. They're still going to, you know, go up negative, you know, or go up in flames. But most things will kind of kind of get a little bit better or they're much more tolerable or they're much more bearable. I know Mm -hmm. that, you know, for me and some of my friends, you know, at one of my other jobs, we always talk about embracing the suck. You know, we embrace this, embracing the suck and laughing and having a good time, joking. And before you realize it, the suck is over with. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. if you turn straight into the suck, guess what? It's going to suck and it makes it even worse because you've just completely just, oh my God, oh, this yeah, is just horrible. Yeah. This is horrible. This is horrible. And it becomes horrible because the way you, the way that you think, you know, plays a big it part takes, of how you feel and it how you, oh, it, it, oh, exactly. And I mean, that, that's the How thing. you feel controls how you behave. I say it all the time. Yes. You tell me, you make that sound so simple. I was like, because it is that simple. It what is. you think? Dictates how you feel, dictates how you act. Yep. It don't work no other way. It it's like a cycle. It's a it's just a circle. Whatever mm-hmm. you think, it will tell your body how to feel about that thing. Exactly. And when you start to feel, you gonna respond. Mm-hmm. If you feel, if you think somebody's being disrespectful to you, you gonna feel like, ah oh, nah, I'm Every- being played with. Everything they say is be, is disrespectful. And you gonna you gonna respond negative. You gonna pop out. You mm-hmm. that neck gonna start to roll. Then you gonna start to talk with them hands. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you thought that this person. You thought I should not be treated this way. Mm-hmm. And what they did feels disrespectful because I have this lofty. Per- 
persona that you don't talk to me that way. All right? This is this is what you should say to me. Yep. But when we flip it around, because just in that moment, right? If I think they don't know who I am. They trying me. Right? Well, I'm I'm trying to flip it to the positive. If you think, you know what? This person must they they must be having a bad day. So my feelings are now gonna be feelings of empathy. Oh dang. They 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 their usual self. And so then my behavior is gonna come a little bit more gracious. Hey, everything all right? Your tone was a little sharp. You good? You came at me kind of sharp. You know, or we or we I I don't know if that's making sense in just handling people. Sometimes you got to take a step back and really not think it's all about you. Even just embracing the suck. If you infuse gratitude in that thing and be like, you know what? I'm just grateful to be here, man. We've all had those jobs where you get paid to do the most mundane thing. It's, it's boring on all scales. Or you've had the supervisor that is just from the hot place. And you've had to say, you know what? <laughs> the hot place. <laughs> from the hot place, baby. Okay? And so you've had to tell yourself, well, if you infuse gratitude in that thing where you're like, you know what? At least I get paid to do nothing. Oh, yeah, man. that's right. If I just got to take this trash out and sit here and scroll on Instagram all day, well, at least I get paid to do that. I mean, I, I tell people, you know, when whenever I ask people, hey, how's your day going? Because that's, that's something I always ask whenever I see somebody, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. You know, it just automatically comes out now. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know, my day is, you know, why is it not fantastic? Well, mm-hmm. because it, well, it could always be worse. Could always be worse. I mean, it could. Those are things that you know. For me, I, I always try to explain that to people. Things could always be worse. Mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of us, things don't always go the way that we intend for them to go, or for or for them or the plan that we had for ourselves. But things could always be worse. The fact that we can wake up every single day and being able to be alive and get another day to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a blessing in and of itself. I think that's it. That's the opportunity. That's where that accountability comes in. Mm -hmm. Is it the way I planned it? No. Is it what I wanted? No. But I have the opportunity to do it differently. Today. I did it yes, I did it this way yesterday. I took this turn. I had this interaction. I met up with this person and I didn't like it. It it was not what I wanted. It was not what I planned. Now I know what not to do. Yep. And I know what not to repeat. If I, if that's the grateful moment, the gratitude moment, well, I'm grateful that I know not, I know what not to do this time. Mm-hmm. I know who not to talk to when I'm going to work first yep. thing in the morning with their grumpy self. I'm just not going to say hello to them until they've had like two cups of coffee. And then I'm going to say good morning. Because yep. I'm that person. I'm, I'm going to say good morning to everybody in the office. I don't work in the office anymore, but when I did, I'm walking around that bad boy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Some people I knew I had to wait till like 10 o'clock when the morning's almost done to say good morning. But I learned, you know what? I can, I got one or two ways I can come in this bad boy. I can allow their mood to affect me or I can be the effect, the positive effect on their mood. Yeah. And I was determined, like you said, about your workplace, not allowing people to taint me. Yeah. I mean, bad day is not going to be my bad day. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's, I mean, that, that tends to be what happens where you tend to be impacted because I've talked about this before on, on here about sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. You have, if you spend the people you spend a lot of time around, they impact you, you impact them. Mm-hmm. And so for me, one of the things that I was trying to impart on, upon the case managers that I supervise is accept responsibility for your actions, be accountable for your results, and take ownership for your mistakes. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because people are more likely to work with you when they see that you're trying. Mm-hmm. 
They see that you're trying to not repeat things there. They see that you're taking it seriously because mm -hmm. no one is going to take things, especially things that it specifically apply to you as seriously as you take them. Yeah. And yeah. that was something that my mom, you know, when, when it comes to things in general, you want it, you, you want to always, you know, keep that in mind of making sure that you are showing people that you are taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, showing people that you care about what goes on with you, because the thing about it, though, is this right here. Like I said earlier, you teach people how to treat you. That's when right. people see you taking you seriously, they take you seriously. They don't take you seriously. So, you know, the opportunities that will come, the 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 mentorship that will come, the, you know, the grace and the mercy that will come, you know, it will be overflowing because people see you take it serious. Yeah. And I mean, for me. For a lot of people, you know, I've seen this where doors close in their face and they can't understand mm -hmm. why the door, why they never get any shots, why they don't get mm -hmm. any opportunities. Mm -hmm. Why, you know, why do they get passed over all the time? Yeah. You get passed over all the time because of you. Yeah. Because yeah. of you, you know, and and, and and I don't say that. How many to, coaches have we seen? Like, we're, well, how come they'll never select me for the promotion? Because you're always late. I mean, and, loud, you're, you're obnoxious. Or you, you get customer complaints, customer complaints. You dressed inappropriately. You, you know. You and that's men or women. I'm not picking on women. Yeah. Because there's some men who is like, where are you dressed to go? Yeah. This I is mean, not appropriate here. Like, like I've had this conversation with one of my coworkers. You know, she's always like, well, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do what you do. I'm like, you can't. And she's like, why? I said, because you can't even come to work on time. I said that coming to work. On time is a low impact thing. Yeah, I deal with high so return. yeah. I deal, high return. I, I deal with so many high impact thing, high high return things. If you can't even be at work on time consistently, you're not going to be able to handle all the things that I got to do. You're not. You know because what people have to understand is you know you set patterns of behavior for yourself. So if it's okay for you to be late, it's okay for you to cut corners. If it's okay for you to cut corners, it's okay for you to lie. If it's okay for you to lie, it's okay for you to steal. If it's okay for you to steal, it, you know, and it just domino effects where certain you start to make concessions because you, you started making concessions at the very beginning. What, where you end, yeah, where you end in the race normally is predicated by how you started the race. And that's where, like, for me, um, I had a case manager and I told her that. I'm like, you know, I'm doing the time clock and I'm just like, God dang, you late every day. Like, yeah. I don't even live in the city where we work at. Like, I live two cities mm -hmm. away, and I'm at least 30 minutes to maybe an hour and a half early. Mm -hmm. And you live in the city mm -hmm. within, I think we timed it one day. It's like roughly 15 minutes, and you late every day. So I'm like, that's, that's, a, that's a, you not even trying. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, you know. No, so you are like, trying. You're just not trying to be accountable for what you signed up for. Yeah. And so for me, I will be perceived as somebody who's not, who's taken as a joke. Yeah. And so, so for me, like, like what I had, to, like what I had to tell this person was that what you have to understand is this right here. If you're trying to get to the point to where you become a therapist, you gotta, you gotta outgrow that. I said, because you being late now as a, as, as a case manager or just the position you're in now, that sets the trend of things that you're going to do when you become a therapist. Because if you're late now, you'll be you'll be late as a therapist. You'll be late on your notes. You'll be late on your notes. You'll be you exactly. You'll you'll miss a court hearing into you know a 5150 hold. Yeah, you late to it. You you'll you'll be late to you know the you know the court hearing. You'll be yeah. It just all just you know and 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 so paperwork that could either that could make the life or death difference between your client going to jail. And going home, or 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 being petitioned, or going home. Right. I mean, those those are things that you know. And I have these conversations with 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 my coworkers all the time. Like these small things that we do have a big, you know, have a big, you know, mm -hmm. big outcome. It doesn't matter how small, how mundane, how unsexy something may be. That's to me, to, to, to me, I whatever I sign my name to, that that's that means something to me. If I sign my name to it, because my name got weight, my name means something to me. It got value. It has value. My so I, I signed my. It got some weight on the street. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I signed my first name and my last name to this employee contract saying I'm going to do all of these duties for this pay. So I'm going to do all of these duties between eight and five every single day, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. So from 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 seven fifty nine when I clock in till eight till five o'clock that evening when I clock out, you got me. And I'm gonna do everything that I'm supposed to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Well, more than what I'm supposed to do, but nothing less than what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because again, I hold myself accountable. You don't got to stand over me. No, nope. you don't have to stand over me. You can you can literally give me a task. Go, go, go take a nap, go get your hair cut, go get your hair done, go get you something to eat, come back. I'm either, yeah, you, you don't have to stand over me. And so the thing about it, not just accountable to yourself. I'm accountable to the team. I understand that my actions and my efforts don't just benefit me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just get me the check. It doesn't just get me notoriety. No, me, me doing what I'm supposed to do helps everybody else to run smoothly and the adverse of me slipping up or me not doing my part negatively impacts the whole team. Well, what my, my friend Van, uh, he, he said it best. Uh, when you are part of a team, you share in the, in the victories and you also Mm -hmm. share in the losses. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I, the way I, the way I look at things is I never want to be responsible for us losing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we work in healthcare, and as a healthcare mm-hmm. professional, I don't want to be responsible for a client not being here tomorrow, yeah. a client losing their freedom, a yeah. client losing their place, their place of residence, a client losing their children, mm-hmm. a client losing their benefits. Like there's so many things that a client could lose mm-hmm. that with negligence. I, with negligence. And so for me, those are things that I think about. And so for me, and then also one of the things I also think about in the back of my mind, when, when the job really gets hard and the job, you know, because, you know, a lot of times being a therapist or working in healthcare, it's, it's you don't get a lot of thank yous nope. or I appreciate you for doing this, yeah. you know, so I'm throw that disclaimer out there anyway. So if you're getting into it with the thought process, you're just going to be out here. Everybody going to be thanking you. That's and loving lives. Yeah, that's not that's not what happens a lot of times. But the way I always look at. You know, when things get tough is if this was my family, how would I want someone to treat them? And so it was me. Exactly. Because like for a lot of us, you know, we're one blessing away from from being on the other side of the table. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I always lead with that. And so by leading with that, it keeps me accountable, keeps my Mm -hmm. my attitude, my ego, my personal feelings, my personal thoughts in check. Because Mm -hmm. for me, if this was my mother and someone talked to them disrespectfully, I got to put these hands on you. So, so it's just one, it's one of those things where, you know, it keeps me from snapping off when someone snaps at me, someone gets ugly with me, I'm going to get ugly back. It keeps me professional RJ because again, I, I, there are things that I, there's a personal code of ethics that I hold myself accountable to. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to try to jug and finesse you. I'm not going to try to take advantage of you. I'm not going to try to trick you into doing something, nor am I going to be disrespectful. I'm going to keep it professional. I'm going to talk to you in a tone in which I'd want to receive information. Mm-hmm. You know, by, by, by leading with respect, I get that in return. And yeah. so by holding myself accountable, you know, even if I, even like there are times like where I catch myself when I'm, when I'm hearing myself say something, I recognize that it probably didn't come across in the most, you know, softer in the, in a, in a softer tone. So then I may have to, Hey, I apologize for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I, I heard, I heard it as I said it and that, that didn't sit well with me. So I just mm-hmm. want to apologize. And mm-hmm. and a lot of times the client or whoever I'm talking to didn't even catch it. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't even catch it. And they're just like, what are you apologizing for? And I'm like, you know what I just said, that, that, that didn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. So I want to apologize for that. And so for me, by, like I said, holding myself accountable, I don't have to worry about other people holding me accountable because I hold myself accountable. I'm harder mm-hmm. on myself than I than anybody could ever be on me, mm-hmm. you know? And so for me, you know, I'm not a person that looks to condemn anybody else, but at the same time, what we do, like the way I envision everything that I put my hands on, you know, like my grandfather told me this when I was a child, he said, you should take pride in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Anything that you put your hands on, you should take pride in it. Mm-hmm. If you are a pie taster at a pie tasting factory, you, you need to be the best. You better be the best pie taster in that, that factory. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, 
I operate everything that I do. If I'm walking the dog, I'm the best dog walker that a lot of If I'm if I'm taking the trash out, I'm taking the trash out, I'm making sure any small articles going in the trash, I'm making sure I get the bag ain't ripped, I'm making sure there's a bag, a new bag in the trash. You know, like for me, I, I think take that there's a story in that. Um I don't, you know how sometimes your parents tell you these fables that have like a lesson to them. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if this story was a fable, but there was a guy who was coming to look for a job. And so the the man goes in to this building and um, the employer, I think it was other people in the room. I'm going to tell the story this way. There were other people in the room and the guy comes out, like the receptionist comes out and it's like, hey, you know, who's all here for the job? People raised their hands and they said, okay, well, they handed them the broom. And they said, we just want you to sweep the floor. That was the only instruction, to sweep the floor. Other people left. They were like, I'm, I'm not sweeping this floor. But the one guy, he stayed and he swept the floor until it was immaculate. And so when the person came out, you know, who was going to be the interviewer, they said, no, you got the job. And it was just like, well, all I did was sweep the floor. They said, but to have such a level of intensity to sweep a floor, not knowing anything else, but to sweep a floor with such intensity, oh, you can do this job because you're going to put that same level of effort into my job and I trust you with my company. That's and right. I think that story is so important and it's a lesson that I try to teach my kids what, like you said, whatever you do, I don't care how small the task may be or how large you think the task is, do it with 100% maximum effort because that 100% maximum effort will have the greatest return for you. For sure. It, it, it is going to every single time, even if the return is the satisfaction of knowing I gave this my best. And I did a great job. And I did a great job. Does everybody who show up shows up to the World Series, um, the finals, what what is it for the Super Bowl, the the World Cup? Do those do both teams come? Both teams come to to that sporting event. One person goes home with the trophy, but everybody leaves feeling like I played my best. Mm-hmm. That was the best I've ever played all season. People are trash throughout the whole season. Get to the finals, baby, they're giving it their everything because they know what's on the line. Imagine mm-hmm. if we put that same effort into our everyday life where you're saying, every day I'm in the finals. Yep. Every day is the opportunity to show somebody this is all I got. This might be my one chance to show you this is all I could give. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're going to win every time. Well, I mean, it. you know, the Bible says it, you know, you have to be a good steward over a little if, God, if you hope God to bless you with a lot. And mm-hmm. I mean, for a lot of us, we don't, we, we tend to take things for granted. We tend to not take things as seriously as we should. Mm-hmm. The small lessons in life, it's a test. Mm-hmm. And we, we fail the test every time, you know, you can't be accountable for the small, simple things in your life, you're not, God ain't gonna bless you with being accountable for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. If you can't be accountable for yourself, how, how you expect God to bless you with, with children? For you to yeah. be responsible Ooh. and accountable for them. Stop out of people's business, Roger. Don't get on here and do that. That's rude. No, I'm, we, we get in a business. No, don't, you can't, don't do that. If you, if you, you, you as a man can't be accountable for the things that a man is supposed to do. How can you but be you accountable like, for a whole, a whole wife and a whole family like that? You just can't do that. First, get out them people's business. Get so, out their I mean, business. Like we, we have to kind of, you know, there has to be a paradigm shift where you have to hold yourself accountable. By holding yourself accountable, by holding yourself to standards, because that's what it that's what it all boils down to. That's what it boils holding down. yourself to standards, recognizing what the standards are and making sure that you are executing and meeting those standards every single time, or at least giving it maximum effort. Yeah. I do this because I'm accountable to God. Because it's I the right thing to do. I'm accountable to my family. I'm accountable to the community that raised and shaped me. And that I represent that I represent, I'm accountable to my, you know, my husband and kids. Listen, 
And I'm going to say this for all the girls who be like, I don't care where what I want to wear. I love a little short and tight. I do. I love having a good back out. I love a little cleavage out, baby. I have a nice shape and I love to show it. But I do understand the account. I am accountable to my husband's last name. Mm-hmm. He gave it to me graciously. And I I understand I'm attached to him. So when mm-hmm. I step out my house with all my hips showing and these these this 37 inseam leg, baby, because it's long. Okay. It, it, it's got to be clothed a certain why, way. Why, why do we have to add the extra details? Because the people can't see me. They can't. I mean, if I stand up, see, they, if I stand up, I'm going to show out because I got my thigh out today. Oh my gosh. Should I show the people? Let me just show. No, Let me no. show. Look, look, look. My thigh is out. Okay. But, howsoever, it, it comes down. It's covered. I'm covered. And I say that to say because sometimes we'll hear in, in this in this season that we live in, this era that we live in, people say, I'm going to wear what I want to wear. And you can. Mm-hmm. You can. Nobody's telling you you can't. But understand that you're not just accountable to you. So when somebody looks at your husband, for me, oh, he let his wife come out looking like that? I don't see that as, first of all, my husband doesn't control me in that way. My husband likes when I wear come out my house sexy. But I also want people to understand and respect my husband for the decisions that I make. Mm-hmm. When I, before I got married, I'm a pastor's kid. And there are certain things that I would not do openly out of respect for my father. Mm -hmm. Did I sign up to be a pastor? No, I did not. But I carried myself in a way because I said I never wanted anybody to question his calling because of my decisions, because Mm -hmm. of my actions. And it's the same thing as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter. There are certain things. Do I have the ability to do them? Yes, I do. And would probably look great doing them, especially with my legs out. However, maybe I keep them things under wrap. I just let them come out every now and again. Maybe when he's standing right there next to me, you know, and he can enjoy them too. But I I think it's just something that I wanted to address. Like sometimes just because you can don't always mean you should. Yeah. For yeah, sure. you can cuss somebody out, but should you? No. No. Not 9.99997% of the time, you shouldn't cuss them back out. There's always that 1% that it might maybe sometimes be okay. The one. The one. The 1% of the time. But that that's only 1%. Mm-hmm. All of the other times, nah, you shouldn't do it. Just because you can show up late and nobody cares, you know, nobody's checking for you until 8.30 at your job, should you show up late? No. No. Because a a true testament of someone's character is what they do when they don't think anybody's watching. Yeah, Integrity. Yeah. Just because you can, you, you can slouch on, you know, doing what you need to do to be the best version of yourself, going to the gym, eating healthy, um, taking proper rest just because you can put the word on your back. This is again for the ladies. Just because you can keep saying yes to everything, should you? Nah, because it takes away from you being the best version of yourself. Because then we like to blame other people. People are using me. No, you you're being a doormat. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And and you want people not to walk on top of it, but that's what people do to doormats. They walk on them. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to be a doormat, be the door. Choose who comes in and out of you. That's it. Don't be the doormat because you will get stepped on every single time. So. So we we are going to end the conversation there. Um, again, this is try not to overthink it. Signing out. I'm RJ. I'm- if you if you liked what you heard and mm-hmm. what you saw, um, we can be found on YouTube as try not to overthink it. Uh, We drop content weekly, so if you happen to stop by the channel, we ask that you like, share, subscribe, comment, uh, turn your notifications on because we drop content every single week. 
Um, if you would prefer to listen to the episode instead of watch it, I don't know why you would because you miss out on the antics. You won't see my thigh. You will not see Gosh. my thigh if you don't watch it. I can't. I can't. Don't cut that out. But if you would like to listen to the episode, we can be found on Audible, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much everywhere you can find an audio file, we can be found. Um, and so, like I said, we ask that you, you know, you know, subscribe to us there as well. Um, and also check us out, check out our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we're signing out. Uh, we will catch you in the next episode. Later. Mm-hmm.